Dave and Darren and their top five things. Heard on NotShowRadio.com and DaveAndDarren.com and heard live mornings on Planet 93.9. Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here for the top five things. My name is Dave, and this is my partner, Darren. And this particular podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, the one in Milan on Tech Drive Dig. and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan, they're open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. Their recreational waiting lists are available. You can reserve your time if you go to the website. That would be ntillinois.com. All right, let's get started. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. I was reading this article about, you know, there's the internet and then there's what they call the internet of things. This idea that you can have your oven and your microwave and your refrigerator connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. And that's cool, but also that presents different problems. It's more than I need. Right. I don't need that. I mean, I suppose it would be cool to be on an app and tell your oven to preheat so that it's nice and warm by the time you get home, and that's you can just okay. put the, you can just put the pizza in. I'm not in a big hurry. That's no? okay. No, you don't think that's a. What about this? There are people who have refrigerators where you're able to look inside your refrigerator at the grocery store and see what you need. I Do gotta, we have milk in the fridge, and you can just yeah, look it nah, up? That's okay. I got to fix on things. Okay, all right. So you don't think it's. I mean, I, if you grew up that way, I guess that's what you would know. Right. But no, knowing I'd, a different reality than that, it's not something I need. I Is mean, that it, something you need? I think it's neat, but it's not something I need or would pay for. No. I think the... Ability to remember what is in the fridge or isn't is probably a good thing to have. Also, you make a list when you go to the grocery I don't, store. I don't need uh, to receive an email from my refrigerator mm-hmm. reminding me. We're out of eggs. That we're out of cottage cheese. <laughs> right. Well, but that's what they do now. I get it. And they got these these fridges with the like an LED screen where it'll tell you what the weather's going to be like on your fridge, which... Okay. That has that you can connect with a trainer and you can work out right in front of your your refrigerator, refrigerator Is that right a thing? there in the kitchen. Oh, I'm sure it's an option. I don't I don't quite understand that. Again, I think it's it's neat that that's something that people can have if they want. It's Jack Lalane in your refrigerator. Okay, now I gotta have it. Little Jack Lalane is he like a hologram? Do they project he's like there. a little, he's just doing push-ups in my butter dish? Uh huh. That I would I would have to have that. I think you know I would have to have that. Smarter is a company that came up with some products that they wanted these appliances to be smarter than your regular conventional appliances. Everything's got to be hooked up to the internet, the internet of things. But is this going to be a line of things where everyone agrees, mm-hmm. that's cool, and, every, and no one buys it? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, that's fantastic. I don't need that. Well, these smarter products have had some problems. Because the thing is, when you have a coffee maker that's hooked up to the internet, Mm -hmm. people can get into your coffee maker. Ah. And what's happening now is your coffee maker can be held ransom. You're getting hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Or or placing it in such a way that it won't work. 
No, you'll get it. I'll disable your coffee maker. Take that. And there'll be a message on the coffee maker that says, if you want the coffee maker to do work, this. we need money. <laughs> that's, that, that's what they're able to do. You can have a coffee maker so that it'll turn on the burner, dispense water, spill the bean grinder, and display messages, all while beeping repeatedly. If you want us to spill the beans, you better spill the beans. Right. The only way to stop it is to unplug the power cord. So you go downstairs, and your coffee maker is spitting water all over the place. There's an angry devil face on the LED, and it's going beep, 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 beep. Yeah, probably unplugging it won't even help. Well, unplugging it's the only thing that'll work. They were able to hack into these smarter coffee makers. And then with using the Wi-Fi access point, they're able to figure out how to get in and make the coffee maker do whatever they want it to do. And if you want a cup of coffee, well, now you're going to have to pay some ransom. So that's not great. They want to... I told you you didn't need it. (laughs) No. No, and it'll just freak you out, it says. It's a very stressful... Experience. The only thing the user can do at that point is unplug the coffee maker from the power socket. What if you could just get inside someone's refrigerator? Well, that's it. I mean, actually, I'm inside your refrigerator. Like, I can just watch all day long what's going on in your refrigerator. No, and then all, and then you open the door. Oh, there he is. And he's taking, oh, I see what he's taking. I see what he's up to. No, that's what they do. I get it. That's what they do. They're able to monitor... There's just too many cameras. We talked about this last week, how there's cameras everywhere. And then you're broadcasting on the internet what's in your fridge. I don't know about this. But they're saying um, that, that one of the issues that they have, too, with these smart refrigerators is that the technology with all of this internet of things, all this whiz-bang stuff, right? You, when you buy a fridge usually you have that fridge for a long time, right? Typically. And they say the average lifespan of a typical fridge is 17 years. Mm -hmm. And all of this smart functionality, Mm -hmm. that's not something any vendor is going to want to hang on to for 17 years. Obsolete in 17 minutes. Well, that's it. You're going to have an LED on your fridge, and for a year or two it's going to be cool, and then they can just decide, yeah, we're not supporting that anymore because we already sold you the fridge. It, it, for us to support telling you what the weather is doesn't make any sense on our end. Uh-huh. So we're turning that off. It's still a fridge, mind you. Yeah. But if you would like to have uh, have all of the, the, the gizmos on your fridge, we need you to buy a new fridge. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. He's opening the door. Oh, going for another ding-dong. Oh, that, well, who's refrigerating their ding-dongs? Well... It's not the worst idea. That's not. People People put ding-dongs in the refrigerator. Who does that? You could. You don't freeze. You never freeze candy. No. I No, I, I don't need. This is why you're getting so much dental work done. <laughs> this is why you're constantly in a dentist chair. I'm not getting an excessive amount <laughs> of dental you're work. You're asking for it, freezing a candy bar. Unless it's a Charleston shoe, there's no reason to put a candy bar in the freezer. That reminds me, I've got a razzle-dazzle from Whitey's in the freezer that I haven't got to. I have no idea what is this, like how you say just, razzle-dazzle. How you say, what is this? 
Is this some sort of Hudson Brothers how, thing? How how you say razzle, razzle dazzle? dazzle? What is that? It's just a it's a fruit smoothie. Interesting. Yeah. And you put it in the freezer because you couldn't. Well, I did because I Rhonda bought it and I wasn't going to have it at the time. So let's put it in the freezer. I'm not going to put it in the fridge where it just turns into syrup. Well, now put it but, in the freezer. But, but now it's turned into a brick. It's well, a now fruit it's just, brick. Well, I just let it thaw a little. Bit. It's like it's, it'll be like an Italian ice now. Uh, I've just forgot about it the last couple nights, um, which is not like me. <laughs> the lifespan of a typical fridge is 17 years. How long do you think vendors will support software for smart functionality? Sure, you can still use it, even if it's not getting updates anymore. But with the pace of the Internet of Things explosions and the bad attitude to support, we are creating an army of abandoned vulnerable devices that can be misused for nefarious purposes ransomware attack you want to open up your fridge door great send money to this website yeah that's the what door's it's gonna locked. be you're yeah. right can't open it you want me to keep the food cold need you to send money overseas and we're gonna keep asking have for you money. noticed the fridge isn't keeping anything cold yeah the no freezer's not keeping anything I frozen oh yeah that's negoti- intentional i don't negotiate with terrorists we don't have cold Go food. Go right ahead. Don't negotiate with us. And your food's going to spoil. These coffee makers. I mean, and that's terrifying. Imagine what they... If somebody could just turn on your oven, that could end badly. Yeah. What if they could turn on, like, uh, the gas to your stove? I know. It's just don't need it. This internet. I tell you what. It was a neat idea for a while, but now I'm thinking... Uh, just seems Bring like- back the pay phones. I think I think you're right, Darren. I think that's the. That's if you can't get a hold of me, that's just fine. Two. 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 There's this professor at NYU, J. Van Bavel is this guy's name. He's at his house and he wants to do a intro to psychology class, and he's in the elevator, right? Because they all live in apartments where you got elevators there in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And he was he was in a rush to get into his house so that he could do his intro to psychology class on the Zoom. He gets in the elevator to go to his apartment, and the elevator stops. Yes. And now he's stuck. And it's worth pointing out, he's got his kids in the elevator with him. Got an 8-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. So he's supposed to be giving this lecture via Zoom Mm -hmm. for his students at NYU for Introduction to Psychology, and the elevator's not going anywhere. So he decides, well, I've I've got the laptop here. I'll do it here. Why don't I just do the lecture here? I mean, it's in the elevator. It's intro to psychology. (laughs) I think I can knock this out. (laughs) Let's break down the word to begin with. What is psychology? You know, <laughs> it's the study of. Mm. So he's just doing the, <laughs> he's just doing the book report where you haven't read the book, <laughs> right? Shtick. Uh huh. Uh huh. Webster's defines psychology. psychology. Let's break this word down into two pieces. Well, that's the the thing is all of his notes for his presentation for his lecture. You know he. This is the kind of thing you want to have notes for. Well, maybe those were got... all in his apartment. Oh, okay. So they're not on his computer. No, no, he had that. <laughs> he had that in his, in his. He's he's saying without the notes, 
<laughs> it got a little little tricky. Here are my two young kids. Uh-huh. This one's called Psych. This one, Ology. <laughs> and together... <laughs> The whole lecture was just this I guy pe- in an elevator talking about his kids. How much does it cost to go to NYU? <laughs> it's not cheap. And what's going on here? And you're taking all your classes on Zoom. We don't even have a football team. On September 23rd, he writes, I had to teach my afternoon introduction to psychology class to over 300 students from my cell phone while I was trapped in my apartment building elevator with my two young kids. Even by the standards of 2020, this has to go down as the most stressful and surreal teaching experience of my life. I'm currently teaching a huge intro to psychology class this fall, but given the risks of the pandemic as well as public health guidelines, I was forced to teach virtually. For whatever reason, this class was massively over-enrolled, with over 360 students from around the world joining me every few days to learn about the science of the mind. Moving such a massive course online has been a challenge, but others have it worse, and the students are smart and engaged, so the class has truly been a blast to teach. At least it was a blast until this week. I have to get my kids to the local daycare, or from the local daycare, at 3 p.m., and race back to my apartment by 3.30 to teach the class. My 10-year-old son loves to crash my course and share his thoughts on the brain and perceptual illusions. Which we are not paying for! The students find it funny, so I don't mind. Would you find that funny? Hey, I'm paying to hear you, not your kid. Right. That's what I'd say. This past Wednesday, is your idiot kid going to be on the test? I set up my computer, walked through the city to pick up my kids, and we arrived back in my apartment building at 320. We hopped in the elevator, and I breathed a sigh of relief that I was going to make it to my class on time. Class was scheduled to start in 10 minutes. The elevator closed and started moving up. Then it quickly lurched to a halt and stopped. Tr- started dropping. I got that feeling in my stomach that happens when you're in a roller coaster and it starts falling. I realize we're suddenly trapped. I'd have that checked. On the third floor. I used the call button in the elevator to contact the staff. They promised to contact a repairman from the elevator company to help us escape. No need to panic. I started texting people and to yet figure I out what to do. My eight-year-old daughter started to get scared, which led my son to tease her about overreacting. He's normally cool as a cucumber in any situation. But this led her to start crying. Things were melting down pretty good at that point, but we rallied and calmed down. I gave them a hug and told them things would be all right. But my internet reception was horrible. You know when it only has one bar of reception? And I wasn't high enough to access my Wi-Fi either. After fumbling with my iPhone, I managed to log into my NYU class website to contact my students. Thankfully, I managed to log in and send out an email announcement to the class by 328. The subject line was this. Trapped in my elevator. We'll start class as soon as I'm rescued. Well, then you didn't teach anything. (laughs) I thought the whole story was he taught it from the elevator. (laughs) Hang on, there's more. Dear class, the uh, the announcement reads, As if 2020 could not get any worse, I am currently trapped in an elevator in my apartment building. Help is on the way, but I cannot start teaching until I'm rescued. So I'll join the Zoom call and start teaching once I'm safely out of here. By this point, a certain level of camaraderie had developed in the elevator. My kids Between and I... Between kids? <laughs> Wait a minute. Shouldn't that have taken place a long time ago? 
We started to bond. We, in that elevator, <laughs> what? really started to feel almost like a family, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term. No. By this point, a certain level of camaraderie had developed in the elevator. What? My kids and I had a dawning recognition that we were all in this together and would pull through. I reminisced about the time I was stuck in an elevator with my son Jack five years ago, and we laughed about those old times. He, of course, didn't remember. We also snapped a few selfies to remember the moment. But time passed, the kids got anxious, and I started to worry about my poor students and how I would manage to finish the lecture on time. The midterm was coming up the following week, and there would be no time to make up the content. After a half an hour... I made an executive decision to try and teach from the friendly confines of the elevator. I desperately tried to get enough internet access to log in and to my Zoom link. But Zoom made this incredibly hard on my phone. They need me to download an app and then log in. In many ways, this would be the biggest challenge of the entire ordeal. Eventually, I logged into my class, but the internet was so weak that I couldn't speak to the students. I logged out and logged in again using the phone link. I would just give the lecture over the phone without video or slides. It seemed like the only option. So I mimed the lecture. I was finally able to open the phone into my class, and I could see there were over 200 students already in the room, and they were just chatting, speculating about my new life in the elevator. They seemed strangely relaxed. Their lives seemed somehow fuller than our life in the elevator. I spoke. They kept talking. I yelled my name. It's Jay. I'm on the call. They heard and recognized me. The class was afoot. I could hear one student yelling to a roommate that a professor was trapped in an elevator. Others seemed excited to give this a try. Apparently, they'd never been taught from a professor stuck in an elevator before. It would give the class a fresh new twist. Then it dawned on me I had no way of showing them my carefully crafted slides on the conscious and unconscious mind. They were on my computer in my apartment. I suddenly felt very alone. Would I be able to remember the lecture? Had I made a mistake by jumping on the call? (laughs) You felt alone. Your two kids are with you. I felt very alone. (laughs) I was in an elevator with my two children, and I felt the most alone I'd ever felt in my entire life. I started talking about the consciousness, and it went surprisingly well for a stressed-out guy giving a lecture over his phone with no notes. He goes on and on basically at the end to say that he he almost thinks (laughs) he shouldn't have done it. That if he it had to sounds do over like again, you didn't do it. He says, I'm now deeply aware of how absurd this was. He says he's got 360 kids in that class, yeah. and then when he finally logs in, there's 200 there that he said had shown. No, a h- half of them are gone. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a better idea just to say, we're not, we're not doing this today. It's Dave and Darren in the morning. This is Planet 93.9. I believe we have Angie Sharp calling from Good Morning Quad Cities on WQAD News 8. Angie? Hello. Well, there you are. How was your weekend, Angie? It was great. How was your weekend? Very relaxing. Thank you. Now, Angie, back in, yeah. your, back in your college days at Augustana, if a professor or whoever was teaching the class didn't show up, uh, you gave them how much time to show up? 15 minutes? Is it the 15-minute oh. rule? Oh, like three. Three. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story that we've been sharing of this NYU professor who was stuck in an elevator, 
and decided to oh. do the do the lecture on his phone on Zoom, and it takes a couple oh, of it takes funny. a couple of weird turns. But yeah, in our day, we didn't have <laughs> Zoom if your teacher wasn't there. Right. The th- I, I am with Angie. The three minute rule. Oh, three minutes. Yeah, wow. I think three minutes is more like, than I got stuff to do, guys. <laughs> like, you're not here. I gotta this, go. This hacky's not gonna sack itself yeah, out in the I, quad. I got things to do. A lot of it's partying. <laughs> right on. I know for a lot of people, Monday morning is particularly hard. Me, I jump out of bed on Monday morning because I get to be here and do this with you, Darren. And then you say rabbit, rabbit. That's only on the first day of the month. Oh. What about if it falls on a weekend? Yeah. That doesn't change the rabbit, rabbit superstition. There's no... I got you. First day of the month, the first thing you should say is rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. You say that, and you'll have good luck. I thought it was only two times. No, well, you there say are, as many times as you want. There are variants. I say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Some people just say rabbit, rabbit. But that's and what do you do with the salt? It, have I spilt it? If you spill salt, you, you spill more. No, you throw it over your shoulder. Don't, don't, don't distract me from the story that I want to share. You want me to talk about what a crazy person I am. You want to sit here. And make fun of me for being a superstitious. Um, no, but I just couldn't remember what it was with the salt. You throw so it over your shoulder. If you spill it? If you spill salt, yes. So you make a bigger mess. Yes, but you ward off evil spirits. I can't. Evil I, I, I can't, spirits. I, I can't keep explaining this to you. Oh, boy, they saw you coming. You may not have been thrilled about making your way into work. It's possible you're in a car right now going to a job that you don't love. And Mondays can be tough. And I will say this, no matter what happens at you today uh, at work, whatever happens for you at work today, no matter what troubles are waiting for you, there'll be some email and you'll go, oh boy, I guess this is what I'm doing on Monday. I get it. That can suck. I have been in in a job I didn't love. Uh, I'm just telling you, I want you to listen to what happened to this guy in Spain this morning and realize things could always be worse. A zookeeper at the Madrid Zoo Aquarium mm-hmm. got mauled by a gorilla. Mm, that's not the best. A 435-pound gorilla. And this thing broke through three safety doors to get to the zookeeper. Oh, no. Here it comes. He's through the first one. Now he's through the second one. <laughs> and the first two are stronger than the third that's one. That's not. I don't care for that. They progressively get weaker. And you're like, oh, Boy, when he busts through that first one like it was nothing, you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> well, it wasn't a good idea to make the the oh. doors get weaker. Is no. <laughs> well, typically I'm on the other side of these things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Oh, you're look s- what he did to the first door. Oh, he's not going to get through the second one though. Will he? Surely not again. Surely not. And yet again. he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, he went through it, it like was, it was made out of paper. It was quicker than the first door. Oh. Here he comes through the third one. Zookeeper seriously injured after being attacked by a 435 pound gorilla this morning named Malabo. Seriously injured. I'm looking at a picture of this gorilla. It looks angry, it looks like it wants to eat you. Zookeeper suffered, it's a 46-year-old woman, suffered a head injury, chest trauma, and multiple fractures, as well as two broken arms. Rushed to the Madrid Clinical Hospital and is in serious condition. The gorilla broke through three doors to attack the zookeeper. This is the keeper, by the way, that has raised this gorilla since birth. Well, there you go. Wild animal, right? 
The police have taken over the investigation there, the municipal police of Madrid, uh, because this is being classified as a work accident. The zoo says, given the event that occurred this morning with the gorilla keeper from the Madrid Zoo, we share our official note and our wishes for a speedy recovery for this worker. Well, the it ev- sounds like at least she's going to recover. The events, and her face wasn't eaten. The events took place this morning around 10 a.m. when a keeper with 19 years of experience at the zoo accessed the indoor facilities for the usual breakfast routine, cleaning and preparing the facilities. Upon entering a secure area with a triple door, the caretaker met Malabo, a 29-year-old male gorilla. Oh, Malabo! (laughs) What are you doing here, buddy? Uh, This animal was able to break through three doors. How that happened is being investigated. The area where the keeper was attacked is not an area where the public would have had any access. Zeus saying emergency protocol was quickly ad- ad- activated and a team of cops, an emergency team, was notified immediately. Quick, sound the gorilla alarm! Oh, Malabo! <laughs> I bought you a McGriddle! You don't give Malabo a McGriddle! That's terrible! Now I know it! I know it now! The zoo team, according to the statement here, managed to remove Malabo, and later, a veterinary team anesthetized the animal with tranquilizer. Can I have some of that, too? And chop, then they, chop, Malabo. They then transfer him to a interior bedroom. Said that he's calm for the moment. Yeah, because you shot him full of monkey sauce. And he's in bed. He's out of his mind. And he's in bed. Yes. And he's had breakfast. Malabo has been raised by his caregiver since he was born with a protective behavior towards the group, and he's very close to his caregivers, it says. Well, has been. And, yeah, up until, you know, today. Until the mauling. Up until it mauled this woman. It's always going to happen. They say for today, the gorilla facilities will be closed so that both Malabo and the rest of the group can kind of calm down and... You know, chillax a little bit. Malabo, I need you to think about what you've done. So does she go back to work? I know what I know. I know what I did. I know it was wrong. Do you go back to work and face this gorilla? I, 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 my guess would be she will. That she's going to say it's not his fault? Right. I, I brought him. He asked for hash browns and I forgot him. What? It's not his fault he got angry and broke three sets of safety doors. Yeah. Well, uh, not having the best. Well, you know who? I'm, that was my that was my point, Darren. Thank you for bringing me back to my original thought. No matter what happens to you today at work, right? The chances are, I think, pretty good that you're not going to end up in a hospital with a bunch of monkey injuries. And you're not Mitch Trubinsky. <laughs> you're not number you're not, ten. You're not Mitch. Although. I'd take his job. Sure. Sitting on a bench and oh, making that money. Abs- yes. Four. 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 I just, I guess I hadn't realized this, but I've done the math and I've, because I read this and I thought, well, that can't be right. 2020 is the first year that there isn't a Marvel movie in the theaters since Iron Man 2. I hadn't considered that either. No Marvel movie 
since Iron Man 2. Which was what year? 2010. Okay. It's the first time in a decade that a Marvel movie has not come out in theaters. Now, Black Widow is supposed to come out at some point. Spider-Man Far From Home officially was the conclusion of the Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then Phase 4 was supposed to kick off with Black Widow, which is tricky because, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Black Widow doesn't make it out of the last Avengers movie. So it's kind of a a prequel. Flyswatter? No, no, I uh, no. She's she's killed by uh, Thanos. Is she capable of coming back to life though? Mm, probably. No, I mean, they probably, do do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that. I think that the story of Black Widow though is is like a prequel. It's like an origin story. I don't think it's she comes back to life. I don't think. So yeah, Marvel not not going to be putting out a movie for the first time. Since, you know, in the last 10 years, there's been at least one Marvel movie in theaters. And now this year, you know, even even if there had been no pandemic, we would only be getting the Black Widow movie. Uh, but there is news on the Marvel Cinematic Universe about a new TV show. And this is going to be on Disney Plus. And this is exciting, I think. They're giving Nick Fury his own TV show and Samuel L. Jackson will be the star of the Nick Fury TV show on Disney+. Plus. The exact plot details, I'm reading here according to a Variety, it says the exact plot details of the show are being kept under wraps, but multiple sources say that Samuel L. Jackson is attached to star with Kyle Bradstreet attached to write and executive produce. So this is probably set before... The Marvel Cinematic Universe, or, or after? I don't know. We'll find out. And who's Nick Fury? Nick Fury is the head of Shield. Hmm. The former, he's the former director of Shield. Car Shield. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's Shield. There's also Sword, which is the sentient world observation and response department. That they were kind of hinting that they might start doing sword stories. I get kind of funny looks when I tell people that I'm a member of Sword. <laughs> well, because it's it's where you do it. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's timing is everywhere. Oh, it's when you choose to oh, share that information geez. with people. That's not a time generally people uh, talk to each other. They don't know. No, but no, you're willing no. to offer up all this. Very chatty at the road stops. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the best. Five, 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 five. five. News of a coronavirus vaccine. Good news for us. Bad news for sharks. Shark. Not. <laughs> he's no longer with us. Half a million sharks could be killed because of an oil that they produce in their livers. And that oil may be necessary for the coronavirus vaccine. Sure it is. And they're saying half a million sharks could be killed for their natural oil to make the coronavirus vaccines. One of the ingredients in the vaccine, or some of the vaccines, is something called squalene, which is a natural oil inside the liver of sharks. It's used as an adjuvant in medicine. That's something that increases the effectiveness, and it creates a stronger immune response. 
So they're using this shark liver stuff in flu vaccines, and they're thinking that they could also use it for the coronavirus vaccine once that's up and running. One company, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, saying that they'll manufacture a billion doses of this squirrel liver stuff in the coronavirus vaccines uh, that'll be available in May of 2021. To get one ton of squalene, you need 3,000 sharks. So Shark Allies, which is a group in California that is all about protecting sharks, uh, they say that that's roughly 250,000 sharks that'll need to be slaughtered in order to get the stuff we need for the vaccine, which I'm fine with. So if you've got something that says new and improved on Mm -hmm. it, that means it's got shark in it. Two doses might be needed to immunize the global population. So if that happens, then then it might be half a million. Because we don't know what the vaccine, because it won't be available until May, Double is what the they're sharks. saying. If it takes two doses for it to work, then we're looking at half a million sharks. That's a lot of sharks. Wait till the sharks find out about this. So they're not thrilled. Scientists are working on alternatives to this squalling. Because, I mean, that's we're just going to go hunting for sharks to go get their livers? Uh, they're they're working on a synthetic version of it that's made from sugar cane. That probably makes a lot more sense than trying to get 500,000 sharks in your net, right? It's easier. Here's hoping. Harvesting something from a... This is a shark allies here. They're saying harvesting something from a wild animal is never going to be sustainable, especially if it's a top predator that doesn't reproduce in huge numbers. Yeah, there's that, right? Like... Sharks don't have a ton of babies when they so have babies because they don't have yeah, to. Because they're you're going to need to find something that imitates it. Yeah, right. According to some estimates, three million sharks are killed right now every year for this squalene, which is also used in cosmetics and machine oil. I had no idea that there was a, a commercial market for shark livers, but there is. And now, if there's a rise in the demand for this liver oil, it's going to threaten. Shark populations that are already in trouble, uh, such as the gulper shark, which is listed as vulnerable. Very popular at parties. <laughs> I imagine so. Well, I mean, yeah, look, if it, you know comes, if always... it comes down to us or the sharks, I'm going to vote for us nine times out of ten. You know who always gets invited to the party? <laughs> got, got something of a reputation uh-huh. for... You know. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. And those were the top five things that happened on the morning show this morning. Hope you liked it. Thanks so much for downloading and subscribing and listening and leaving reviews. Uh, We ask you to do a lot of things, and you do them for us. So thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have a Milan store that offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. Nature's treatment of Illinois' goal is to fully understand their clients' needs physically, mentally, and emotionally because they know it's not easy to live with a chronic illness. Their experienced wellness consultants will sit down with you and discuss what options work best to make you feel more comfortable. Frequently asked questions, you can find those that are answered at the website, which is ntillinois.com. Until we get a chance to do this for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent this 
for the Quad City's record spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Hey, stick a fork in me. I am done.